All right, you guys, welcome back to the Who Actually Knows podcast. This is the first time I'm doing a two-part episode. I was actually just just telling Mary that. So we just talked about, you know, growing up in your 20s, trying to find what's next, honestly just putting one foot in front of the other and hoping that, you know, things might work out. Um, Well, the best part is that the conversation does not end there. And this is a topic that I actually don't know too much about, but have gotten very, very interested and have just been doing my own research about. So I'm hoping that you guys find it insightful and, you know, can take something away from it. So this whole episode is going to be about hormone health. Um, And I have Mary D'Angelo to talk about it. Um, And we're going to dive into it. I'm going to ask questions that I have been wondering um, for a while, even like after doing my own research. And I, you know, I hope you guys just really can take away a few things. Mary, when did you start getting into hormone health? So honestly, I had been thinking, so it all kind of started, I was on birth control for since high school. So like seven or eight years. Um, and I went on because you know, like every classic teenager was like, oh, I had irregular periods and bad cramps and whatever. And so any doctor is just going to be like, okay, like let's go on birth control. So I went on that and obviously I didn't want to get pregnant. So I was like, Mm -hmm. great. And I was good about taking the pill, like never had any problems with it. I didn't, when I went on, I didn't think anything changed. So I was like, okay. And I'd been on it for so long. So I was like, okay, fine. So probably at the end, like probably 22 ish, I just started thinking, I was like, like, I have this weird thing. I don't like being dependent on anything. So like medicines or I don't know, like I don't have the same way. Yeah, I just (laughs) exactly like I don't want to be taking. I'm like, do I have to take this for the rest of my life? And Mm -hmm. or I guess like until you want kids, like it just kind of freaked me out. So I started thinking about it. And every year I'd be like, what if I went off birth control and and it went away? Because I was like, oh, well, I don't want to get pregnant. And I feel like everything you learn was you're just like so scared it's like the minute you have sex you're like oh you're gonna get pregnant yeah and I was like well I'll be more anxious about that than if I went off of it and I you know felt better or anything or had more energy whatever like that so it was on my mind for probably like two or three years until I actually even started looking into it and a year ago um, probably like last April or May I was like, you know what, like, let me just try. And I read this book called In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. I don't know if that's how you say it, but great book. Um, She, I believe, is a doctor, which I'm not. So all of my experience is just my experience. (laughs) Anything I say, you can fact check. You know, this is all just what I've gathered. Um, So basically, she just goes through what birth control is doing to your body, like as you take it every day, like just the pharmaceutical effect of it. Mm -hmm. And then just like deep dives into your hormones and how they should be working. And in an ideal, you know, perfect body, what should be happening and how you should be feeling and all of that stuff. Um, So that book really opened my eyes to, you know, more things that I thought or like more the the pill was doing more than just not letting me have like a child you know um so once I figured that out I was like okay I'm just gonna try if I don't 
feel a difference or if I don't like it or if I'm too stressed, like I'll go back on birth control and, you know, let me just, I just was like sick almost of thinking about it. So I'm like, let me just try it and I'll, if I hate it, I'll go back on. Mm-hmm. So a year ago I went off and I've been off it for a full year now. So that's been fun and interesting. Yeah, um, I want to hear about the changes that you felt. Yeah. So first let me start by saying what made me like the biggest things that made me go off so one was like the dependence like I was thinking about it and I was like I've been on this pill for eight years like I don't know what I'm like off of it anymore Mm -hmm. and I was like I went on like when I was a teen so I just felt I didn't even know my baseline because I I was always on this thing so I was like that just freaks me out for one and then two after reading this book basically I have notes here so um some of the big things that birth control affects are your gut, inflammation, and your liver. So basically how she describes it is taking the pill every day is like a low-grade chronic stressor. So the way your body reacts to that is an inflammation. So whether that's in, like an inflammation is just, you know, anything. So it's yeah. like whether it's in your gut, skin, you're puffy, you, you retain water, all of that stuff. Um and then because of that, the gut is also, it's, it's very harsh on your gut. Like you, um, it like depletes your mineral reserves. So when you come off of it, like a lot of people suggest taking, not taking a lot of supplements, you don't have to, but supplementing in a way to kind of help yourself come off of it because you have depleted, you know, your minerals and all of that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then your liver Um, so what you're taking, I mean, depending on what birth control you're on, but you're taking a synthetic hormone every day and your liver is the organ that, um, not digests it, but processes processes it. it. Thank you. So, um, your liver has been working really hard and obviously your liver is your main detox pathway. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just giving it like another, I guess, thing to do. Um, so after learning all of that, I was kind of like, oh, okay, like, do I like I don't think I have gut problems but do I have gut problems and the gut if you know anything about that affects literally everything in your body I am I love learning about the gut because I have gut problems yes it's crazy it's your second brain yeah so exactly like I have anxiety I've been on anxiety medicine for I don't know probably five or six years too Mm -hmm. and that was another thing it was like you I think it's like eight something crazy 80 percent of your neurotransmitters are like in your gut or something like that so when you're anxious and you feel like you're gonna throw up or your stomach hurts like that's why yeah um so everything literally starts in the gut like skin problems and mental health and every literally everything Mm -hmm. so I was like okay wow like I had no idea any of that was even happening like I thought I was just taking a pill every day to not be a mother and here we are So once I figured that out, um, I went off and immediately after, I think one of the big things I noticed, I think I had a little more energy. Was it like I woke up jumping for joy every day? Like, oh my gosh, I'm like bouncing off the walls. No, but I think generally I had more energy. Like I didn't want to nap as much because I like love my sleep. I am like die like ride or die like eight to ten hours a night you have the aura ring I, I, I do see so do I mm-hmm. and this has made me on top of my yeah. sleep and I can tell a difference if yeah. I if I get less than seven hours oh my gosh it's it. it's bad honestly Your readiness is low it's yelling at you so <laughs> low and that like dictates my yeah day. yeah 
Um, so I love sleep. Like I could take like a, I could sleep 10 hours and then take a two hour nap during the day. Like <laughs> it was like there were well, at that point I was actually vitamin D deficient, okay. but <laughs> there I just love my sleep. Yeah. So I think after I got off, that was one thing like I didn't want to take naps as much like I didn't obviously I'm working a full-time job not that I can nap all the time but um generally I think that was better um every doctor I went to prior to doing this like you know I'd bring it up and I'd be like oh what if I went off of birth control what do you think doctors are pretty pro birth control and they are and I've asked because I started looking to switch my birth control or completely get off yeah um, or get the IUD. That's yeah. my thing. And I was like, I've been on this since I, I think it was like 16 or 17. Yeah. 24. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think, you know, there has to be some side effects. They're like, absolutely zero. And yeah. I was like, I just don't know if I can get behind that. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's, I am, I'm very much like I go to a doctor, like I'm a little holistic, but I'm, I'm like a good balance. Same. I don't, go one way or the other like my sister's a nurse practitioner like I fully believe in western medicine or Mm -hmm. yeah western medicine like I love doctors they save people's lives every day but in this instance it was really hard for me because I was like I want to do this and every single doctor was like like just snap back and they were like oh then your every problem you had before birth control is just going to come back and what I started learning was those problems that you had before birth control weren't normal like it's not normal to have really really bad cramps Mm -hmm. it's not normal to have irregular periods and going on birth control isn't a fix it's a band-aid right and actually my doc my most recent doctor who I do like a lot and she has been very supportive of it um probably one of the more supportive doctors I've seen she described it which like it still just like gives me the shivers like she described it so Basically, when I came off, I, um, my periods were actually not that bad, mm-hmm. which I was quite shocked about. But then a few months in, I started, um, they were much, my cycles were much longer. So basically, your cycle is supposed to be 28 to 32 days, mm-hmm. which for people who don't know, which I didn't know before all of this, like you, your cycle is, starts at your first day of your period and goes until, um, the last day so like the day before your next period basically mm-hmm. and um women's bodies work on this i forget the name of it but it's a different like circadian rhythm is like daily like your mm-hmm. daily clock um women's bodies work on this 28 32 day clock so and like and this is all in the book that in the flow that i read um for a man like when they wake up they their cortisol spikes and whatever like and then they basically work on a circadian rhythm. So they're, the same thing happens to them every single day. Like when they wake up, when they go to bed, their hormone levels are going to be the same every single day. Whereas in the female body, ours is not like that. So you have a cycle and then you have four phases within your cycle. Mm-hmm. And at different parts of this cycle, you're going to feel very different in your own body. So, for example, right now I'm in my follicular phase. So I had my period last week. Then this is the time when it's basically you have your period. Yeah. What can you go through the phases? So basically, first you have your period and you know what that is. Like you're you didn't get pregnant. So your body sheds your uterine lining. Sorry, this is getting graphic, but (laughs) um, sheds your uterine lining and 
you whatever clear basically like clean everything out yeah and then you go into all this is like as if your body's trying to get pregnant like you know that's just what your body's doing yeah um so the follicular phase is basically i always think like follicle so it takes it gets the egg ready for um if a sperm was to come uh impregnated yeah so follicular phase is when i believe it's when your estrogen is higher so you have more energy and you feel more social and you may feel more creative. So a lot of times like with cycle syncing, which is basically just living in in your phase. In your phase. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've read things about what you should eat. Yeah. Like working out. How like you work out. When you're gonna yeah. be more st- stimulated, when yes. you should plan different things. All of it. It has it has to do with everything. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And um so follicular, yeah, so I have more energy so you can do a little more high intensity workouts and um then you go into ovulation, which is when your body actually like sends the egg. And this is like a shorter, like it's only a few days. And this is the only time you can actually get pregnant. So of your whole cycle, there's, they say like six days a month, you can actually get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And in this time, like your skin's better. You're kind of like, you have that like glow. You may like your sex drives a little higher and all of these different things because, you know, your body is again trying to get pregnant so right. it wants you know like you, you look better like it's like um biologically almost like yeah you know, like cavemen but whatever it's like <laughs> true. it's like literally how our bodies are working um so that's ovulation and that's also like you have higher energy you can do like higher intensity um then if you don't get pregnant you your body's like okay it releases the egg and it's like okay we're starting over again and like we're bringing the period like we're getting ready for period a period now so at that point you can't get pregnant after um i we can talk about this but like temperature tracking so like after a certain point of your ovulation um you can't get pregnant and your body starts repairing for a period and at this point you're probably a little more tired um you need like I can't remember how many, but like one or 200 more calories per day. Like you're hungrier, um, you're burning energy more. Like maybe you need a nap. Maybe you need extra time to just like stay in bed that week. Wow, that's crazy because I was talking with my roommate about this Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, like right before I start like my period, I'm starving like at all times of the day. Yeah. So that's all like why. Wow. So... All of this happens and then it leads up and then you get your period and it all starts again. So that's like very layman's, probably a very bad description. But if you read the book, if you look online, there are very good people who I can share with you and who who I've learned all this from and who to follow. Um, So what was I going to say? I also have a question. So someone um, described it as like throughout you know your 28 days like Mm -hmm. your estrogen like should be you know fluctuating yeah um but the period doesn't let it right is that correct or no um you mean birth control yes birth control sorry doesn't let like they're more regulated correct so basically what birth control is doing is giving you like a constant dose of hormones Mm -hmm. so you don't have any of the like peaks or valleys so i always they always they say like you don't 
feel like PMS or anything when you're on the pill because the the period you get on the pill isn't a real period. Yeah. It's just like breakthrough bleeding. Mm-hmm. And they created it. To, I don't know if it's true, but I've heard like doctors, like whoever made the actual pharmaceutical pill, they just did it so it felt like more regular compared to like what you should be doing. Right. But you're not actually getting a period. It's just like you stop taking the pill and then you bleed. Yeah. Um. But I was with you, like, when I was on it, I swear, like, I did have PMS symptoms. Yeah, I like, swear I do. And it's almost like your body knows, so I don't know. I They always say listen to your body, so yeah. believe well, yourself. So I, literally right before I was moving to LA, I mm-hmm. went and I was talking about hormones with my doctor, mm-hmm. and I was like, I really, you know, I, I don't think I want to be on the pill anymore. We were talking about different IUDs. I was like, yeah. I don't want artificial hormones. Yeah. Um, in my body like I really would love to like have my body experience you know things naturally mm-hmm. but I was I was worried about getting pregnant so yeah. stayed on the pill mm-hmm. um but I would got onto the lowest I think it's like low low or something yeah, yeah, like the yeah, lowest amount of estrogen to mm-hmm. take um and things that I started noticing even though yes I'm still on the pill mm-hmm. the inflammation like in my entire body really? was so different yeah like I believe it oh my god like I switched and then I went to Germany mm-hmm. and that was like my it took like two months for my body to like kind of like get back onto like a normal schedule yeah, yeah. Takes and I second. remember I was like I'm in Germany eating sausages drinking pints of beer right but like still I came home and I was like less inflamed and I was like I it has to be the pill yeah totally and, yeah and then that's when I started doing the cycle syncing mm-hmm. so I was like okay I and just like really gonna deep dive into this and yeah. like see what's gonna nourish my body, mm-hmm. you know, just to try and make it as normal as it could. Because I was yeah. like, I know my hormones have been. I take a certain amount of hormones every day. Yeah, they're for sure imbalanced. I have gut yeah. issues. I yeah. know I have gut issues. Mm-hmm. And so, for someone who wants to balance their hormones, mm-hmm. how, do you have any like tips or tricks? Yeah. So. Basically, what I did here, let me get my little note. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some of the things that I did um, were Chinese herbs. So I, again, like I know I talked about being a little holistic. Like some people think it's woo woo. Like my my family is like you're crazy. But um, I found a girl. Her name's. Um, I actually don't even know her last name. It's Organic Olivia is her company. And she lives in New York and she's like our age, like in her 20s. And she's an herbalist and she makes these tinctures and teas and all sorts of stuff um, of Chinese herbs that you take for particular reasons. Um, So she has a blend for hair. She has a blend for mood. She has a blend for hormones and all sorts of different things. But I started taking the hormone one. So... I took this as I was going off. So I didn't, I mean, I quit cold turkey because that's kind of what you do. Like you stop taking it. But when I stopped, I was immediately on these Chinese herbs, which I do think, I mean, like before I went on the pill, like I did, I had really bad periods and really bad cramps and I've not yet experienced that a year after being off. So I think there is some validity to that. So that was one. Um, Since, um, so, okay. Going back a little bit. So I went off. Um, my period started getting more irregular. I went to the doctor. I found out I had a cyst on my ovary. And basically, they 
So do you know what PCOS is? I do. Yeah. I can you talk a little bit about it though for yeah. my listeners? So PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it's a very odd diagnosis, at least from what I've experienced. Um, the first time I'd like, I'd heard of it, I didn't think I had it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first heard that I could have it, it was like around 2020. It was like around COVID. I was still on birth control and I started like shedding so much, like my hair. And I, like I'm Italian, like I always shed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a lot. And I was like, what is going on? And I always listened to the Skinny Confidential, the Him and Her podcast. Yeah. And Lauren always said, go to an endocrinologist and get your hormones checked and all of that stuff. So what's hard is that you can't really check your hormones when you're on birth control because they're all kind of like fake not fake but it's like flat line like you're not your it's body's not your natural yeah, levels yeah, that you're testing. Not your natural, exactly um so I went to an endocrinologist anyway like it was over zoom and I said to her I was like yeah like I'm shedding a lot and um I think that was like my biggest symptom yeah and she was like oh like you have PCOS and I was like wait what like you don't even do a blood test you didn't do an ultrasound like nothing and so I kind of was just like no like she's wrong and didn't listen to her and kept on with my life right um because I mean you can't really do it without any testing so I was like that's a little sketch um so whatever two three years later um I go off birth control I do go to a guy now I do get an ultrasound and basically so first I did an ultrasound right when I went off because I was like oh I kind of felt weird um I didn't know if it was like an ovulation pain or what so they just checked and it, it was like fine at first. This like in September, I got my first ultrasound. They were like, you're fine. You have no, um, uh, what's it called? Cysts on your ovaries. So basically to have PCOS, they, it's, it's kind of like muddied in terms of how you get diagnosed. From what I gathered, it's a, there's three things. And if you have two of the three, you are considered to have PCOS. Okay. So it's like, I think it's irregular periods um cysts on your ovaries Mm -hmm. and like high testosterone so that shows itself like in uh excessive facial hair or acne um things like that so i had irregular periods and also your hair falling out that can be high testosterone so they were like okay we'll test you for like we'll test test your testosterone level and that came back normal and i got the ultrasound and they were like okay well you don't have any cysts so you don't really have it but you have irregular periods so it's weird it's kind of like a diagnosis of exclusion like from what I have learned I think PCOS is just a short way of saying um and this is my opinion but like short way of saying you have a hormonal imbalance okay because all of these things from what like I have I now go to like an acupuncturist and I talk a little bit more with like eastern medicine ways and my acupuncture says she's like for some reason like western medicine just can't get a handle on pcos and from what we've kind of gathered i'm she's like i just call you like pcos ish okay like a little like a li- yeah. you know like a little bit um and even the cyst i actually have on my ovary currently isn't even a cyst that is consistent with pcos cysts which so makes- you really are an ish <laughs> right so yeah so yeah. it's like just so many things um so that's what PCOS is. And it's very hard because it, um, it makes it 
I mean, you have so, like di- so many different symptoms and it can range from so many things. So like if you have the high testosterone, it can cause, like I said, like your hair can fall out. You can have really bad acne. You can have excessive facial hair. So like people literally growing like beards or must like thick, thick, mm-hmm. not just like little peach fuzz. Um, but then some people, you know, because you have irregular periods, it makes it harder to get pregnant um, or just like track your cycle. And um, if you have cysts on your ovaries, that's also like something you should monitor because they can rupture. And they can be painful too, mm-hmm. especially during sex. Yeah, they can be painful. So it's just like a whole slew of things that, yeah. you know, you don't The really... joys of being a woman. Yeah, the joys of being a woman. Exactly. Um, so what did you do to like kind of combat that and then balance your hormones? Yes. Yeah. So it's balanced my hormones. So like I said, the Chinese herbs, I think was that was the first thing. Um, the second thing was acupuncture. So I started acupuncture in February now and I was kind of at my point where I was like at my wits end, like I was like, you know, I felt I was taking supplements and I was taking my herbs and trying to like be healthy ish. And I was like, okay, I feel like things should be balancing themselves and they just weren't. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's when I was like, I'm just gonna put myself first and like it's expensive and it's not covered by insurance which stinks um but it's been really great and it's just nice to have someone so who I go to she specializes in like hormones and fertility for like women's health okay um so it's nice to go to someone and just they're like they see this all the time and they can talk you through it and it's not like oh we'll just put you on a pill you okay know? and it's acupuncture is like when they put like things in your skin right yeah so it's a very very thin needle i think they say it's like the the thickness of a hair like oh wow you don't even feel it at all um and i had no idea how long are your sessions so basically you go in and you lay on like massage table almost and i get like i don't know maybe like 10 to 15 needles um there's usually like four to five like on my stomach like pelvic area um Sometimes there's one sometimes like right on my forehead, sometimes on my hand, like my wrists and then like on my legs. Okay. Um, so basically the, I think science behind it. And again, I'm not an expert in right. this at all, right. but it's about like pressure points and they're all connected to other organs. And by putting pressure in these points, it increases blood flow and okay things like that. Um, still something that I like, I'm reading a book actually to figure out like what it is Do you feel anything on. though? Like, no. So that's the thing. Or like, I'm sorry, not, I know you said you don't feel anything. Have you been noticing anything? Mm. Like difference? Yeah. Um, I think my digestion has gotten better. Okay. Um, so to answer your question, how long the session is. So you go in, they put the needles in, you, they like, the acupuncturist goes away. You basically like sleep or meditate or just lay on the table for like 35 minutes they take them out and then you're done um so I've been doing that for I guess it's like four or five months now I think there's no it's hard because when I found since I found I had the cyst I think that's been causing things also causing like my longer periods my periods itself have not been that bad I think that's helped I think my gut has gotten better um, like my digestion, my energy. Um, but it's hard because it's not like a flip of a switch and everything's right. fixed, which is takes time. Yeah. Which is, is the hardest thing about this whole hormone journey, because 
I went off of birth control and I was like, okay, they, they, they'll tell you like three to six months. Like that's how long your body takes to like, you know, adjust, adjust, get balanced. Like think about it. You're, you haven't been using that function of your body for that long. Like you kind of got to pick up that brain, uh, connection again. Okay. So they say like three to six months and now it's like been a year and I'm like, okay, it's still not balancing. It's very frustrating. Um, and it's hard cause it's like some people come off and they're just perfectly fine and they have no symptoms and go back to normal and they just live their life. And like, it's just the luck of the, the draw. luck of the draw. Yeah. So what is the third thing that you've been doing to balance your hormones? Yes. Um, okay. Third. Okay. So these are smaller things, but I'll list them off. So Perfect. one thing they say is really good is eating breakfast. Um, and that was a hard one because I'm a huge, I'm huge about breakfast and I'm huge about protein in the morning. It, then you're a very good start because yeah. those are two of the big things. So protein in general of just like eating more protein. And then they say you should eat like within 30 minutes of waking up, which like I cannot do. That. I know it's so hard. Like I, I'm still like, I can't do that. I used to like wait till like noon and just like kind of intermittent fast in a way. Like yeah. wait and basically eat lunch. Um, so starting breakfast in the morning, definitely adding protein, starting your day with protein is very good. Um, those all correlate. I'm not a huge coffee person, but one big thing that always goes along with this is like not drinking coffee on an empty stomach. It adds stress to your body. Yes. And your cortisol levels. Yeah. Yeah. So all the cortisol is just another hormone. Yeah. So it's basically, yeah. When you wake up, that's when your natural cortisol is highest because it wakes you up. Basically, mm-hmm. that's why you wake up. And so to add coffee on an empty stomach, that spikes your cortisol and it's just not good for your hormones. So I don't drink coffee every day, but if I did, I would eat it after breakfast or drink it after breakfast or to have something in your stomach. Yeah, totally. Um, another thing I've been trying to do, they say sunlight in the morning is really good. Have, um, you, heard, have you listened to Andrew Huberman? I was did we just talk about say, this? Yeah, he's yeah, Andrew loves Huberman that. loves it. Um, so I try to wake up and pull myself out of bed and just like even if it's a 15 minute walk around the park or anything I try to do that because it honestly it's it makes me just feel better it gets me up for the day um the sunlight is good for I don't know the exact reasons but I don't know either everyone says it so I'll do it same (laughs) I I literally just made a TikTok of I call it my non-negotiable yeah filled mornings Mm -hmm. and it's wake up I always like gua sha ice roll I go Mm -hmm. for a walk before work I get sunlight I chug water and I make breakfast and I I try to hit like 30 grams of protein at breakfast that's so good I have this ancient nutrition collagen that has Mm. peptides it's made with bone Mm -hmm. broth it's so good I put it in my yogurt yeah and I like need it and I've noticed that if I don't hit a high protein Mm -hmm. one I'm like craving things throughout the day yeah it's crazy worst mood yeah like that's the biggest thing is me is like my mood has been better it's crazy um a really good morning routine I try sometimes I'll go in phases of doing like bone broth in the morning um right now I have like gut gummies in my fridge yeah um so like little things throughout but probiotics yeah probiotics magnesium Mm -hmm. is my supplement of choice (laughs) totally love magnesium yeah I mean that's a good um to talk about what I take Magnesium is really good. I take a good probiotic. Um, Omega threes. I take beef liver. Okay. So beef liver is, it's literally just like um, freeze dried liver. 
and they're just in capsule form so you don't taste anything you take like three a day or you could take four but i take three okay um and it's just like a multivitamin like they just say because it's from i don't know it's just a very the the way the vitamins are they're the most bioavailable way that your body can break them down okay, that makes sense um so i try to take that as like my multivitamin um yeah i'll sometimes do bone broth kind of just like i have greens powders and juices i don't like stick to it every day religiously right i'll kind of like throw it in here and there yeah i used to do way more stuff and now literally all i take is a probiotic magnesium and then i hit a really high like protein breakfast with like chia seeds for fats and like i just had try to make my first meal very balanced so that it's like my blood sugar levels are like balanced and i'm not craving things and i find that it makes the rest of your days eating better so much better like so like i said i have a crazy sweet tooth and if I like eat so much protein all day, like I, I'm almost like, oh, I, don't, I don't need dessert. Yeah. Or like, I don't like, like there were times like I was like, I, I need dessert. Like I yeah. need sweets after dinner. And now I've definitely noticed the difference of just like, okay, I'm, I'm good without it. And, or maybe just like a treat for my own, you know, fun. Yeah. Um, and then new thing I've been trying is weightlifting. Okay. So, I have never really weightlifted, like, ever. Um, I'm more of a Pilates, low impact. Oh, Pilates girls are walk, right now. Yeah, yeah, walking. I've never liked running. Mm-hmm. I've never liked cardio. None of that. Um, Pilates was the first workout that I was like, oh, I love this. Um, but I've just been hearing a lot of good things about weightlifting and hormone health. And even my doctor was like, yeah, I'll see people with PCOS and they start weightlifting and their hormones just like whip into shape. And like, she's like, I don't know why. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Um, So I say I'm starting this. I've literally done two sessions. Okay. But um, I'm going to try it and I'm not going to do it like every day. Like I'm going to try my goal is like two times a week right now. Right. Um, Just like little things and like mixing them with Pilates and mixing it in with walking. Yeah um that's the best kind of workouts is to make sure you're like changing it for your body yeah exactly um so trying that and then last thing i do actually uh castor oil packs oh okay so basically those are castor oils like just an an oil like you can buy like i just bought it on amazon Mm -hmm. and i just saw a video about it today like explaining it it was like i think the oil itself is it just it's able to penetrate very deep so you literally just put it like topically on your skin okay and you can i i do mine overnight um you can also do it just like throughout the day you can put like a heating pad on it whatever and you put it on your what, what side do i put it on my right side oh my oh my gosh now i'm forgetting you put it <laughs> that's up, okay whatever, it doesn't matter yeah, whatever side your liver is on okay you put it like over your liver and it helps detox okay um and it's just like you can look up the benefits of it it's supposed to be really good for you i notice myself i sleep really well when i do it awesome um it's like the deep like on my aura like i always get a good deep sleep score if i do a cast oil pack um so yeah that's those are probably the big things i've been doing okay that's awesome which i feel like i just listed like 10 things but yeah well i mean i think i think it's gonna be helpful for the listeners if they're like trying to do it they're gonna have a variety you know and it's which is important yeah it's all in like moderation like right by no means did I start all of this and just like flip a switch and did all these things like I started slow I figured out what I liked learned I, what felt good for your body exactly 
things came in things didn't stick yeah like it's it's the whole process has been very hard of just like you almost are having to learn about your own body and it's like it's your body like you're like a stranger in your body and it's like this way of like not life but a whole system of your body was just like kind of turned off for a little bit right and like the way my doctor said it she literally was like it's like putting your ovaries to sleep and I was like I don't like that like let's get back things back to normal yeah Yeah, like how does that make any sense like what if I just said I'm gonna turn my sense of smell off and then like I'm just never gonna like you know like you can't just turn like it, it just felt so unnatural to hear a doctor say that and so obviously like it's it takes a little bit but it's a hard and weird thing to have to like go and study like what's happening in my body you know yeah. well, that's why I wanted you on the podcast to digest it because you know I think it'll be helpful for a lot of the listeners mm-hmm. and I'm so happy you like gave the tips and kind of talked about the background yeah. of it and it's so there's so much more and like these are just like what I've gone through but um I'll give you like who I follow and what I've read so you can put it like I'll in put the it show in the notes. podcast notes yeah, yeah. Because the people I follow, I've literally learned. And, like, it's stupid. Like, I learned from Instagram and TikTok, but it's true. Like, everything are, I've learned is from. Yeah. And, like, there are some really good, like, doctors and practitioners of people who know are so knowledgeable. And they give all this free information because that's another thing. Like, sometimes it is expensive to, like, have to learn it and find a way to learn it. We'll so. get it for the podcast show notes and yeah. that'll be perfect. Totally. Um, but you guys, I hope you learned a lot. I know I learned a lot. There was a ton of information. Um, and I hope you guys, you know, found it. I hope you guys just like, don't, you know, not take into consideration what's happening to your body. Um, because we can all do a lot more to be like the best, the best version of ourselves. Just give our body the best that it deserves. Totally. And Mary, you know so much. I feel like we could talk about this forever. I know. I literally could. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much because this is exactly, you know, what I needed to hear and everyone else. So thank you. And you guys, we will talk next week.